Hello, podcast listeners. This is Grayson, the music ed rep from Fuller's Music, and I'd like to welcome you to episode seven of the Fuller's Music podcast. In this episode, music education coordinator Perry Ditch will interview Mr. Jake Wentzik, the director of bands from Topsail High School. This episode's topic will focus on a different side of the educator's perspective, life skills, and what you can do to deepen your students' basic knowledge of everyday tasks. Mr. Wensick will outline how he approaches this topic with his students and how you may be able to implement these ideas into your program. Thank you, Grayson. Uh, man, we're really excited about this episode. Uh, we've got a great guest with us. In fact, I'm, I'm going to let him introduce himself. Uh, thanks, Perry. Thanks for having me on. Uh, my name is Jake Wensick. I'm the uh, current band director at Topsail High School in Hampstead, North Carolina. I've been teaching for seven years. Uh, two of those years were at Murphy High School, um, as far west as you can get. Oh, wow. In the yeah. state. And um, now I've been at Topsail for five years. And, and Topsail, you, you taught in Murphy and in the mountains of North Carolina. Yeah. Where is Topsail located? Um, it's almost as far east as you can get. It's not quite Manio, uh, <laughs> yeah. but it is, uh, it's just north of Wilmington, North Carolina. Um, we're kind of a, a sleepy community. Um, a lot of great students, a good community of people. Um, so happy to be there. Yeah, so the community that, that you teach and serve in is near the coast, and uh, and it's a great group of students. I've been to the school and appreciate the invite. And uh, anybody, any of our listeners that want to head to the Topsail area, the beach and everything, there's some great beaches down there. So Definitely. Like I said, just north of Wilmington, we have uh, a lot of just coastal islands, uh, Wrightsville Beach, Topsail Island, Carolina Beach. Yeah. Good area. Definitely, get, yeah, especially for me in the mountains. I taught in the mountains for a while and really loved that too. So yeah. it's good you were in both worlds up there. Yeah. Well, uh, today's topic um, is one that I think a, a lot of directors of ensembles um, they think about doing. You know, but they they might know the need, but why why should we think about teaching our students anything other than our curriculum? I think it's important for. For many reasons that for me it, it is turned into something that has built a culture that when I started I didn't expect and I think that's a really valuable thing to have in your program it is a valuable thing though, I think it, it is a valuable thing to have in your program um, to build a culture of of trust but also it's bigger than music what we do is more than just music music is our outlet and that's what I always tell my students that Music is, is why we're in the business. Music is why they're sitting in the room. It's why I'm able to teach them. But ultimately, I want to make them good humans. I want to make them better humans. Oh, yeah. and, you know, when, when they leave high school, I want them to remember you know, more than just the marching show. In fact, that's what I tell my students. I don't remember the marching show that I did my sophomore year. I remember the memories I made. And, 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 um, so that's kind of what it's about. It's what we're doing. I think it's great. I think often we, we lose sight of the big picture in education, which is to try and make the students better, like you said, better better citizens, better better people and all. And our avenue to do that is through music education. So, uh, Jake, tell me tell me kind of how teaching life skills, you know, happened at Topsail High School. So it goes back, it was my first year at Topsail, and I was doing some recruitment for my eighth grade, uh, coming up, you know, upcoming fr- 
freshman, and I sent out a Google form, and I went over to the middle school and had the students over there fill out the Google form. I was getting ready to send home letters to those students, and there was probably about 60 in that class, so it was just a little too much for me to take the time to address all the envelopes for those students, <laughs> which you know would have taken a while. So I, I had some really good uh, AP students, honors level students, some that were dual enrolled. We do dual enrollment at Cape Fear Community College. And uh, actually two of them that next year were going to NCSSM, which is North Carolina's School of Science and Math. And so we, I, I placed all the envelopes out, had all the, the stamps, I gave them, I gave them all of that. And they, yeah, I pulled up the Google form. I said, hey, go ahead and fill out all the envelopes, put the stamps on there, and uh, then, then we'll fold up the letters and, and send them out. <laughs> so they start addressing envelopes, and I'm in my office just working. I didn't watch them address the envelopes. And keep in mind, <laughs> these are 4.0 GPA plus students. Yeah. I mean, these are these are some of the cream of the crop in this school, yeah. you know, and. Um, they didn't address a single envelope correctly, not a single one. And I, I looked at them, and I was kind of joking around with them because um, you know, I'm sarcastic. And, uh, I was kind of joking around with them. I'm like, really? You guys don't know how to do this? And no. Not, I mean, they didn't even place the stamp in the right place. So, so I, was kinda, I, was, I was really shocked about the whole thing and, and kind of taken back. And I, I started it the next day. I was like, you know, we're just going to take some time out of class, and we're going to – we're just going to learn how to address an envelope. And I was being my usual sarcastic self. <laughs> and they honestly had no idea how to do it. They had no oh, idea man. how to do it. And that's that it, it, like when I figured that out, I was like, oh, okay, and that, this is this is something that's needed. And I, I stumbled upon it by accident, you know, just right. again, me being my sarcastic self. <laughs> so, um, and they actually, they learned something. You know, they learned something of, okay, now I know how to address an envelope. And I realized that at that point, that this was needed more than I, I had ever thought. More uh -huh. than I realized. Yes. So that's kind of my, the backstory to it. Yeah. So, I mean, definitely, I think we can all sympathize with the, the generation that we uh, teach. They, because of technology, don't necessarily have to learn how to do certain things because they deal with everything electronically through email and not as we now say snail mail however there that, that there's a skill still needed you know so then you you kind of were like man i i need to i need to to show them how to do this how how did that grow into other life skills and and tell me kind of now uh what you're doing because now you you know why you need to teach them this what how do you handle it so you know it started like i said it started with with the envelope thing uh, the student asked me the next day uh, hey can we can we learn can we do this more it was, it was really it was really neat and i i had i had thought the students would would have thought it would have been a waste of their time uh, at the beginning but they, they came to me and asked me to do more so i said okay so i i went on google and i'm gonna uh, go on yeah. Google right now, um, the Google machine. You know, yeah. So this is the first link that comes up. It's uh, eight essential life skills um, for students before they get into college. Money management, grocery shopping, basic cooking, laundry, vehicle maintenance and repair, um, apartment hunting, time management, professional quality emails, household life skills, um, how to write a check, 
mm-hmm. and about the checkbook. Um, so that's that's kind of where I started, and I, I remember the next one was how to write a check, and I, I pulled up a picture of a blank check, and I I didn't let me back up too and, and say this right. that I didn't spend a lot of time because I think that's important too that we're all busy, we all know that right. we're running a busy schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I'm getting ahead of myself here about how to implement it, but I didn't spend a lot of time. I just told them what I know. And I was honest with them about what I know and what I didn't know. I yeah. didn't. I wasn't yeah. trying to fake anything, you know. Um, so we did the check. I just pulled up a blank check and I explained what all the numbers were at the bottom, how to write a check, and I had them draw a check on a on a piece of paper and just kind of write it out. You know, it took like fifteen minutes, but they know how to write a check now. Yeah. <laughs> so. so you did it. Did you have a specific day that you did it, or you know, how, what was the amount of time? You said you didn't take a lot of time. What? Yeah. So usually I I just always kind of built it up to Friday, you know, where the students can look forward to something on Friday because mm-hmm. they, they did like it. And uh, so we call it life skills on Friday and uh, the students have fun with it. Yeah. And, and I mean, implementation in class, maybe, maybe 15 to 20 minutes. If it's something that's a little bit more in depth, 25, but that's, at, that's at most, at most 25 minutes. Yeah. What were some of the other topics that um, you covered? Some other topics that I have done. Um, checks, debit cards, credit cards, the difference between a debit card and a credit card, even though they look the same, a lot mm-hmm. of students don't know that. The advantage to having a credit card if you use it right. Correct. Uh, yeah. Because Built credit. Build credit yeah. Yeah. And not yeah. a lot of students know that, and not a lot of their parents tell them that. Yeah. Um, and after they turn 18, they can open that up. So if they want to take out a car loan or take out a house loan in the next eight years mm-hmm. of their life, that they have a baseline of credit, and you're kind of explaining that to them. Um, car issues. A lot of students didn't know how to change spare tires. I just YouTubed a video. It's a four minute video of how to change a tire. <laughs> and then we went out to my car, which is right around the corner from the band room. And did y'all change a tire? We didn't change a tire, but you I, talked about I, I opened it. We opened yeah. the trunk. We took everything out. We laid it on the on the ground. Oh, okay. Yeah. Pulled the, the hubcap off and kind of explained how to do things. And that's it's something that I know how to do, but a lot of students don't, and a lot of their parents unfortunately don't teach it, which is kind of kind of a crazy thing to think about. But, yeah, yeah, I imagine they're just as busy and sure. and you know, in, in today's society we, we often don't think we need to backtrack into things that, you right. know, well uh, you know, as I listen to you talk, I'm 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 thinking, you know, all this is great, but like how how do you know that the students are really buying into it? How do you know like it's it's having an effect? They ask for it. They, they, um, they do, and, and if like so, MPA time, which uh, you know in North Carolina is our music performance assessment is festival. Yeah. For us, it's our you know our state assessment, like every state has. And, um, during that time, I generally slack off a little bit, and I I, I don't put as much time into it because, like I said, we're all busy, and the students are. I mean, they ask for it. They're like, hey, are we are we doing life this week? You know, it, it's a they ask. So yeah. Do that's, you, that's one reason. Uh, the other, the other reason is they. They are starting to buy into it, and they're wanting to teach life skills. They're wanting to oh. make their own how tos. Their own how tos, yeah. And and it's it's surprising. Like some of it is is way more in depth than I would have thought, or I think the maturity of a high schooler could handle. But they they rise to the occasion. So, so do you? Um, 
you know, I, you talked about Googling to get topics and stuff like that. Do you ask the students, hey, do you have any questions? There's something you would like to maybe learn how to do or, or right, want absolutely. to know more about? Absolutely. And you get some crazy answers. You get well, what are the crazy yeah. stuff? What's the crazy stuff? Um, <laughs> some, cra- oh, uh, some crazy stuff uh, was um, how to take out a house loan. Like, we need to worry about a house loan before you're in high school. They didn't want it to know. Um, so we, we did talk about that in the voting years. So you know, we're going into 2020 elections. Uh, mm-hmm. We're, we're going to talk about how to register for voting, even if they're not 18. Right. So, and, and explaining that it's important to educate yourself. You know, right. Taking the life skills to talk about that and, and going into the voting aspect of the civics of it the civics of it yeah not necessarily which party and all that kind sure. of stuff we know but, we, you know, yeah. educate yourself right what your views align with and then yeah and vote and then the next one will be how to vote how do i register where do i register what do i need to do yeah so oh i think that i think that's great i will I'll, now i i kind of think about is is the the future um what do you do you do you have you plan on doing it again next year if somebody is out there and they're like man I'd really like to do this do you have some tips to kind of start it out you know should I think of all my topics should I just kind of let let it flow where the students want it to be or I, I think that's up to you I, I think you can you can do that in, in many different ways for me I'm not type A so, <laughs> uh, for, for me I'm just kind of yeah let's let's do it and for me, it's worked where, again, you know, started out with, with a simple envelope and it's gone into checks and debit cards, credit cards, how to change spare tires, how to check your fluids in a car. A lot of seniors, so my older class, because I'm unfortunate enough to have two bands, so a lot of my seniors and juniors are in one class, so I can go into more of college resumes, applications to college. I had some students do one on how to write an essay to go to college and what they did to be accepted into Duke. Um, to so, help so, the so, underclassmen, better, better. right? Right. Yeah. To help the underclassmen understand that. But again, that builds that what we all try and strive for. I think that family atmosphere in the band room where everybody feels really comfortable. So again, that goes back to what I said at the beginning: the the culture aspect of things and making a good culture in your band room where everybody feels comfortable to come in and and learn and talk. And I think that makes your class more effective and your teaching music more effective because they trust you more. Yeah, and it, it sounds like the the students will buy into the fact that you care about them as a person right. as much as a musician or a player. So are are there are there some things that you feel like would be appropriate uh, topic maybe for a middle school director that's listening to this because a lot of the things you talked about might be more appropriate to high school. Were there some topics that you came across that maybe could be appropriate for a middle school? Absolutely, emails. How to compose emails envelopes, how to write on envelopes, address an envelope, where the return address goes, where the mailing address goes, zip codes. And that's yeah. all appropriate. I mean, a lot of the things that I'm teaching my freshmen and sophomores could definitely be appropriate for middle school. Right. And now let's say, let's say, uh, you know, your freshmen and sophomores are, are learning certain topics. Well, then the next year, your freshmen and sophomores, well, we've already covered that topic how do you handle that because you've done this more than one year are, are you doing different topics every year or how do you handle the need for some of them to still hear in a in a mixed ensemble so generally what i do with that is i i've made a google drive 
and <laughs> we use a Google platform at, at um, Topsil. So I've made a Google Drive of what I've done and presentations that I've made and not repeating that. So I, I basically make a lesson plan essentially, uh, just kind of jot things down that right. we've done on a piece of paper. And I ask students, you know, what more do you want to hear about that? So it, I've done it for long enough where I think that it just kind of happens naturally, mm -hmm. where I kind of understand it. So I think once you start, the first year might be a little hard, but after that, I think it, it flows a little bit better and you can kind of understand what the students need and what the students are wanting to to know. Yeah. Is there a special maybe moment or student that, like, it this this changed them in a way, or this was an eye-opening thing, and you saw how it sparked something. You know, is there a, an instant like that that you can share about? Definitely, and one of the one of the situations where I feel like was the most rewarding for me as a teacher, but I, I think for the students too, and more importantly, the students is that they there were some students that had come to me and said, "Hey, I want to teach life skills." And I was like, that's pretty neat. Yeah. Hadn't thought of that. When they so, take when they take the ownership right. and they right. see the need and, and they they want to share. Right. You know, and, and uh that that's such a powerful thing as yeah. an educator when you realize your students that they're taking the initiative to do it. I right. Even tell yeah. Right. I mean so often we hear about the younger generation, how they're apathetic, they don't care about anything when really it's probably just making it relevant. Absolutely. You know. Right. Or, or something that you, as an educator, are afraid of to, you know, think that the students wouldn't like it. Um, yeah. Or, or that, you know, some of us were, especially beginning teachers, were dealing with parent issues that we thought wouldn't exist. Or parents are breathing down our necks or administrations worried about a test coming up. And, you know, how do we have the time to do this? It, it's worth it. It's worth it, definitely. So, so, back to what the question that you asked, Perry. Yeah. Um, one of the examples was a uh, student had come in after visiting with his grandfather that had just had a stroke and actually came out of the stroke was okay um, but him watching this video on YouTube of this old lady talking about Great Depression recipes <laughs> really strange right so he comes to me and he's like yeah we're gonna we're gonna do this life skills on this old lady talking about Great Depression recipes. So he shows me this video, and then he starts explaining about all of this. And he shows he shows the first video of their recipes. Then it goes into the second video. He talks for a little bit. He goes into the second video, and she had passed away. Oh man! And it was about his or her grandson talking about how he missed her. And then he goes into how his grandfather had the stroke. And how, when he was watching this video, he just became really emotional about when is the last time I'm missing my grandpa. And, and family is super important, and why family right. is really important. And it was right at Thanksgiving, so you know. Oh man! You know, he he, he comes to me and, and he wanted to do it, and of course I said yeah. You know, um, so that that was one of the the more emotional ones that that we've done. Well, the students are totally into it. I mean, they, they, they're better for them than they are for me, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, and, and then, I mean, so that's one. The other, another one is, uh, which was really neat at Christmas, I had a clarinet player that wanted to do a tree of encouragement. Oh. So she talked about the words that we use with, you know, to each other, how they uh -huh. affect other people, 
and your peers and how a word of encouragement can go a long way. So she, she, she cut out a Christmas tree and cut out all the little ornaments and had pens and oh, taught, wow. taught every class. So I, I asked her to come to all three of my classes and she came to every class and taught it. And uh, so at the end of the day, we had this whole Christmas tree at the front of the room with all stickers of how this person helped this person and how that person made me feel like family in class. And, and you know, how the section leader taught me music and, and how, how grateful I am about that. So that was that was another great one that a student did. Um, the, the, the most recent one was uh, one of my students loves Captain America and he is all about <laughs> Captain America. I mean, who, who isn't, let's be honest. The classic American. Right. Um, so he, he's all about it and he, he goes to leadership training. He's actually in uh, Eagle Scout. And he read this whole book, did a presentation on the integrity of Captain America how he's honorable, even though he's fictional, how he's honorable and how we could be honorable as people. Yeah. Man. So, I mean, this is like way deeper than yeah. the envelope. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You know, where it all started. Yeah. So uh, it's just completely turned into this organic thing that is obviously like we just talked about grown into something way bigger mm -hmm. than addressing an envelope. Well, I, I mean, it's it's so powerful what you're saying. Uh, you know, we think about blending our our tone together right. and our intonation, all that kind of stuff. But you're you're working on on blending the human aspect uh, of of our profession, and it and it's it's great when the teacher is is taking ownership for these things. But it's even more powerful when the students uh, realize it's just not up to the teacher to um, improve their learning and, and they take ownership into it. And I, I can just imagine your band room, which I've been in, uh, but if I'm a listener and I'm trying to picture, you know, a day-to-day -day what goes on in Topsail, I would, I would imagine that the interaction between the students to students and the students to teacher is extremely positive. And uh, you can only further educational development through that type of positive atmosphere, um, I think I think this type of thing definitely can be transferable into other programs. Don't you believe? Oh, absolutely. So I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of throw this out there that uh, if you wouldn't mind maybe sharing your email address uh, for the listeners and if they have any questions for you, I'm sure you know be happy to answer them. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, email me anytime. Always answer that. So uh, Jake, J-A-K-E underscore Wentzik. That's a hard one. W-E-N-T-Z yeah. as in zebra, E-K, at Pender. It's P-E-N-D-E-R dot K-12 dot N-C dot U-S. I'll say that one more time. <laughs> so yeah. It's at Jake underscore Wentzik, W-E-N-T-Z-E-K, at Pender dot K-12 dot N-C dot U-S. Awesome. Well, I mean, it's... I feel like uh, we, we, we're going to have other episodes for our listeners that are going to deal with the culture of the band room and ways that you can uh, not just teach notes and rhythms, but also to help students better themselves uh, and, and be better members of society. But Jake, it was a wonderful, wonderful uh, episode talking to you about this. I, it's great and we maybe we'll have you back again to uh, share further about it and because uh, I think our listeners would really like to hear some follow-up 
on this project. Do you have anything that you'd like to say to our listeners? Thanks for listening. Uh, Perry, thanks for the invite. And, and I, I really appreciate what Fuller's Music is trying to do here and, and trying to get trying to get us as a professionals to think about what we do every day in different ways. And, and I, I think, you know, we all do this for our students. We're all there for our students. They're number one. And this is just an, another another way to make them number one. Well, the foundation of Fuller's Music is service. And I, and I feel like you're serving your students just as hard as we're trying to serve you and other directors out there with all their needs. And uh, I want to I want to thank you on behalf of the parents of those children. And uh, we're looking forward to some great things. So, Grayson, back to you. Thank you, everyone, for listening to today's episode. Our goal at Fuller's Music is to serve the music community in as many ways as we can. Check us out on the web at www.fullersmusic.com on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok.